0: listen to Eye of the Tiger the whole way over here. Oh my god.
1: What is up you guys? Welcome to Spill the Tea with BNT. I'm your host Tori. And I'm your host Brooke. And I just want to give a disclaimer that this episode does contain mature content if you're a pussy click off.
0: I don't know how to talk that. that.
1: (laughs) I hope when I listen to this back that my disclaimer voice. Sounds like, you know, the first forty-eight or some shit. <laughs> like those kind of voices. So Brooke, why don't you why don't you tell the the listeners
0: today about what our episode is? The best way to wrap it up is um crazy girl chronicles or just girls being crazy in relationships. <laughs> Since we're outing
1: ourselves and exposing the shit out of ourselves today, we're exposing we're going to toss some stories about, you know, some significant others of ourselves who, you know, are just kind of a little cuckoo themselves, a little, a little crazy
0: themselves. And for legal purposes, it's all a joke. This never happened. Ha <laughs> ha Please don't sue me. Yeah, for
1: legal purposes, we are both single virgins. Um, I mean, I'm married, but, you know, who, no- who knows? Who knows? That's true.
0: Alright, so, for first Crazy Girl Chronicles, I mean, this isn't even me being crazy, but this is, like, one of my favorite stories. Well, junior year, I met this guy, and I just thought he was the bee's knees. Well, you know, things led up to what high schoolers do, and we slept together. Well, growing up my whole life, my brother had complained about how my mom's best friend, you know came over, and she had a son, and he killed my brother's hamster. And later, while I'm kind of looking at this kid, I'm like, God, your mom looks so familiar, and the name, like, the last name is familiar. Well, his mom was my mom's maid of honor in her wedding. His mom was my mom's maid of honor in her wedding, and I slept with her son. My mom was not happy when I told her. But, you know, we were talking about it, and my brother's like, yeah, remember, Mom, that time that kid came over and killed my hamster? This was, like, literally two weeks ago that I found this out. And my mom looks at my brother, and she goes, you know your sister slept with Hamster Killer, right? And let me tell you guys, me and my brother are super, super close. And my brother's having a full-on meltdown. He's like, you slept with the hamster killer? And having a meltdown, and I still don't think he will ever forgive me to this day for sleeping with the hamster killer. So if you're listening to this, I'm going to call you D. You should have told me you killed my brother's hamster before I gave you this box. You know, I, I know for a fact
1: I've got some, some very good stories. I, I know it. And, you know, actually, I'm going to tell you one of my craziest moments. So, I was dating this guy. I was in high school, you know, whatever. I was dating him. (laughs) And there was this particular girl who liked to tweet about him and liked to, you know, like, she was, like, a girl best friend. But she's, like, one of those girl best friends that were, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, like, I made him hot chocolate and he just uses me for my hot chocolate and my movies and my comfy couch. Anyway, so... You know, she was one of those girls but girl best friends that girlfriends hate. So I <laughs> I was dating this guy and I'm gonna be honest, you know, like he 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 pushed the he pushed it a little far sometimes. Like they would talk and I didn't appreciate it. Well one time we had went to our local grocery store. I stayed in the car and he went inside and I don't remember the specifics, but he waved at the girl. Apparently, I was so upset about this, I made him go on a drive with me all over town to talk about how furious I was. And he actually described this to me by saying that I must have been really upset because it was a long drive and the entire... And I talked the entire time, so...
0: Have you ever had anyone walk in on you while you're, you're, you're doing the deed? You're getting down and dirty? So like we said, for legal purposes, I'm a virgin.
1: Um, mom, honestly, mom, I know you won't care. So anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it was actually, I was hooking up with this guy. And I'm not even going to call it a hookup because it was Zach. <laughs> I I was doing it with this guy. And one of the girls he'd actually hooked up with like years before me, busts in the room, and I was like, yeah, take a look at this tight ass, this Gorilla Grip coochie.
0: So, <laughs> oh, God. The reason I ask is I was dating this guy, and we were, you know, about to do the deed. And we threw on a good Netflix flick in the back, drown out some background noise. And the way the house was laid out was... You could walk downstairs into the basement, and there was a couch and a love cushion. Well, we were laying on the love cushion, you know, macking out, getting getting some bump and grind on, a little Levi-loving. Too far? Too much? Yep. <laughs> well, anyways, you know, things are things are heating up. Well, between the breathing and the movie, I couldn't hear anything. His mom comes down, and she hits us with one of the... <coughs> And I was like, oh, shit, pretend like I'm sleeping. I don't know why that was my go-to, but I did it. And she gets what she needs, goes back upstairs. Well, me being the little the little floozy that I am, I'm like, all right, time to pick up where we left this <gasps> off. She came back downstairs again. You dumb bitch. Yeah, I don't know why I wasn't just like, okay, Brooke, like, call it a night. Nope. I'm, like, got to pick up where we left off. She comes downstairs again, and then we're eating dinner at the dinner table. And she's, like, but she, you know, we're eating dinner at the dinner table later. And I was already mortified. Like, in my head, I'm, like, please don't say anything. Please don't say anything. And she goes, you know, there's a bedroom down there, and it has a lock for a reason.
1: Honestly, you may think you're listening to a Call Her Daddy episode after this, but you're not. So, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I want you. Do it. Okay, I'll tell this one first. So, let's do a little warm up. So, I was dating my high school boyfriend, a different one. I don't want to talk about it. Um, It was the same one, actually. So, fuck this guy. He was the one that um told everybody that I sent him a picture of me with some other guy, which was bullshit. Anyways... You need to listen to the other podcast for that, or the other episode for that. So, I don't really feel bad for this now, but (laughs) so this was back in the days when when you had Netflix and there was only one login, and you know, like you couldn't have separate profiles. You just logged in your Netflix. Well, I used to do this thing, (laughs) and I would watch Human Centipede every time he went upstairs, and he would come down, and he would like yell at me not like he would be like pissed he's like listen stop watching human centipede my parents are asking me about it like stop and i was like oh yeah okay whatever okay well the next time we go upstairs i'd watch human centipede it took me like a year of you know five minutes here and there but i finished human centipede and and human centipede too actually
0: tori has so many good stories you guys and i hope she isn't shy this episode, (laughs) because I always tell my fiance, I'm like, oh, Tori is my spirit animal, and there's actually one instance that Tori texted me after a fight she had with Zach, and I'll let her tell the story, but I was reading the text out to my fiance, because I was dying, I'm like, oh my god, this is iconic, this is hilarious, and my fiance looked me dead in the eyes, and he's like, you ever pull that shit, and he's like, we going brawl. We going brawl. I'm not going to talk to you. And Tori tell the story. Uh,
1: so, uh, a little background first so you don't think I'm just a complete asshole. Um you know, in any other case, I, you know, I would have left me too, but he had been he had been pushing my buttons. And he would just been pushing my buttons and pushing my buttons and I paid for a massage for us to go get a couples massage and He picked a fight with me on the way there, and I was like, mofo, I just paid X amount of dollars while we were fighting. He grabs this water bottle, and he's drinking it, and in the middle of this fight, he said something, and I don't even remember what it was, but it was about the weather. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. He was fighting with me about how hot and cold it was outside. It was about... Yeah, he was fighting with me. (laughs) He picked a fight with me about
0: the weather. I don't. What was it? He was saying it was too hot. And Tori was like, it's not hot. And he was like, Tori, I work outside. I know it's hot. I remember this word for word. I'm going to find the fucking text message.
1: Yeah, it actually turned into like a whole thing because I remember like vividly hauntingly remember him, (laughs) me and him pulling up like the last month's weather reports and being like, this isn't even hot, and him being like, no, this is the peak of the day, I'm talking about the peak, it was so unnecessary, so he gets this water bottle, and he's talking to me, and I'm like, dude, we gotta go get our massage, like, come on, and he's arguing, and he's arguing, and I see the water bottle, and I squirt it right in his face, and you know what, in any other case, I would have been like, yeah, I'll help you pack your bags, but I think, I think he knew he earned it, and I think that's why In that moment, we both just, like, froze and, like, just stared at each other. We just froze and just kept looking at each other, like, what happened? What happens next? And it kind of, like, honestly broke us out of our our fight because it was, like, why? How?
0: I'm the type of person, like, when I fight, I just get quiet unless I'm, like, pissed, pissed, pissed. And then half the time I just leave because... If you piss me off, ask Tori. Like, Tori and I don't fight often, but when when I get pissed, sometimes I say shit, and then I'll text Tori, and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I think we've had, like, what, three fights? I think we three at most, and I've texted Tori, and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I, I had a bad morning, or I'm just being a bitch. And she's like, yeah, you are. And then we literally move on from it. But I get really silent unless I'm pissed, like, to the T. And... There was one instance that I was just so like I was at my wits end with this person I was dating and I was like, you know, I'm like, I'm fucking done. I can't talk to you. I can't talk to you. And I go to leave and he like grabbed my arm to be like, no, no, stay. And I turned around and I don't know like what came over me. This was, like, my first serious boyfriend, too, so I was probably just, like, relive all your, like, relive your, like, do all the crazy things you see in movies. So I turned around, and I fucking spit on him. I don't know why. I don't know what came over me, but he grabbed my arm, like, trying to be, like, no, come back inside. Like, probably, like, would have been cute if I, like, turned around, like, fell into <laughs> his arms. No, I fucking hawk-a-loogie at this guy. K-Brook. I'm not even mad that you
1: spit at him. I'm mad that I've never fucking heard the story. You know, I just kind of remembered
0: it, honestly. <laughs> and I think it was like, this is, we had broken up and we were trying to get back together. Oh my God. I remember what it was. I found a fucking swimsuit in his closet. And like I said, we had been broken up, but he was like, no, you know, there was no one How else. What
1: swimsuit was it? But
0: sex? Yeah. Yeah, he tells me, you know, why we've broken up. You know, I haven't done anything with anyone else. But I didn't believe that motherfucker. And for a good reason, I'm going through his closet and I find a fucking swimsuit in there. And so I go to leave because I'm pissed and I hocked a loogie on him. And honestly, I think that's the craziest I've ever, ever been. Other than when I broke up with this guy for the first time when we broke up. And no, 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 no. With the same guy, I mean, this guy got all my crazy for the most part. But we broke up the second and the final time. And my friend Ashley, and if you're listening to this podcast, I love you, bitch. But she was like, let's go take his stuff back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So I load up all the shit in a garbage bag. because I was going to be like a nice, normal person and just place it on the front porch. But while we were there, we were listening to some like breakup songs. And I was feeling hyped. I was ready We pull up to his house and something comes over me. He had like a a canal in front of his house, like a ditch. And it had recently rained. It was like the springtime when we woke up. So it was full of like muddy water. And something came over me. I grabbed these clothes out of the bags and I just start throwing them in the canal. And Ashley's like, oh, fuck yeah. I mean, Ashley's literally been with the same guy forever. And so she's like, I'm never going to be crazy. Let's do this shit. We're throwing it in the canal. I mean, we're going buck wild. And. I mean, other than that, like, I just leave, and then I come home, and I say all the things I, like, thought of on my 15-minute to drive, like, and I'll tell Joe. I'm like, yeah, well, I thought of this, 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 and this, and then I get it all out, and I'm like, okay, but can we go get me some nuggies? Right. So, I
1: was dating this guy one time, and he had these roommates, and they were fucking awful. They were shitty, and they had random chicks over all the time, and you know, they just had hookups over all the time. It was like a bachelor pad, but you know, he was dating me. We were like long-term relationship. And he had these friends and they were jealous like like girlfriends. They were like, "You don't spend enough time with us." Like like he didn't fucking live with them, but whatever. So, they were pitching one of their usual fits about how he wasn't home and he didn't spend enough time with them and I literally saw him twice a week, but apparently it was just really overwhelming for them. They just had a they had a really tough time coping. So, Uh, so, so he was like, hey, they want to have a guy's night, and I was, like, not very thrilled with the idea, because, you know, like, that, that whole situation, I just never really felt, like, comfortable in the first place with that house, but let alone, like, guy's night, I'm like, I know what the fuck that means, so he has his little guy's night, and I'm at my friend's house, and we're just hanging out, and the whole time, we're just, like, going back and forth about, like, what the fuck do you think they're doing? Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, I bet they're so like, you know, they're, what are they doing? Like there's chicks over there all the time, just like shit talking. And in the middle of it, I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go see. So I get in my car and I actually turned off my snap maps. So this is my crazy girl moment, but this is also his crazy girl moment because I turned off my snap Maps, So he obviously wouldn't see me heading to his fucking house. Cause that's whack. So I turned off my snap maps and he noticed that I turned off my snap map. So that meant he had been checking to see what I was doing. So he was just as paranoid as me. He just didn't get in his car and see. (laughs) So I get in my car and I drive the 30 minutes to his apartment. And I literally pulled in for like just a couple minutes, but he had a balcony that faced the parking lot. Like you could see kind of in and out. And so I like, Pulled in and I looked in like to the window of his balcony to see, you know, if
0: I could see any girls and I didn't. So I left. <laughs> and if you've never like gone to see if a guy's really doing what he's saying, you're like what he says he's doing. I, I mean, like, are you really living? <laughs> I mean, I remember when I I wasn't even dating Joe, but like I had a, this huge crush on him and he was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not, he wasn't, like I, you guys probably know, Joe and I worked together at the bar, and he, you know, we both had the night off, but he didn't ask me to hang out, so I was like, sus, what are you doing? And so he's like, oh, I'm I'm just going to go to the gym, and I'm going to hang out at home tonight. I just saw a weird little laser light. I'm on crack. Okay, anyways, he's like, I'm just going to go to the gym, and I'm going to hang out at home tonight, and I'm like, hmm, Okay. So, I like all of a sudden get this wild hair up my ass and I'm like, okay, whatever. I text him and I'm like, hey, I'm at Arctic Circle by your house. You know, do you want an ice cream cone? He didn't text me back within like the 35 seconds because I'm a psycho. And I was like, all right, I'm going to surprise you with a flavor. So, you know, I'll text you when I'm outside. Get it. Roll up to his house. I text him. I'm like, I'm here. And he's like, okay, yeah, let me, let me come out. There's no cars in his driveway. So, I'm like, okay, okay, good sign. Well, I don't know, me being the psycho bitch I am, I'm like, what if there's another girl inside and I just don't know? What if she didn't drive? What if she took the bus? So I purposely gave him the wrong ice cream cone, drove down the road, and then texted him. And I was like, oh my gosh, I gave you the wrong ice cream cone. Let me turn around and switch you. Get to his house. He leaves the door open. So I'm like trying to peek in the crack and see if no one was there. Merle the story, there wasn't. I'm just psychotic
1: okay guys so if you know me you know I have a very bold personality I actually have like crippling social anxiety so when you first meet me I can be like really quiet and I seem like this shy girl or even sometimes people are like oh she's a bitch because I don't talk but once you get to know me I'm a wild child I like I said in the last episode I I can't date nice guys. i I can't i would I would ruin them because I'm just so much to handle. So the other day, so I just want to say if Zach's mom, dad, brother, cousins, anybody is listening this far, I want you to know this is what I deal with. I tell Zach, hey, can you help me clean up the house because we have people coming over, and I had cleaned the entire house the day before, and he just needed to pick up some stuff. And I'm like, yeah, can you just, like, you know, wipe the counters down and sweep? I come down my table. I'm like, hey, and he's, well, I come down and he's sweeping. And I'm like, oh, hey, I would, you know, wipe the table first just so that, you know, the crumbs fall on the floor instead of you making another mess. And he's like, I already wiped the table down. I walk over and he had literally not moved a single item off the table. Not not a single one. Mm-mm all the items that had been there all day long. And I picked him up and the dirt, he had just swept around. Like he had just wiped around everything. The dirt was underneath everything on the table. And (laughs) so he, I tell him, I'm like, you didn't even wipe this table down. And he's like, takes the broom, the dirty ass motherfucking broom, takes it and sweeps the fucking table. I like look at him and I was like, Trying to yell at him to stop, and I literally grabbed the broom out of his hands to make him stop. And he and I, I, I took it out of his hands and I threw it on the ground. And I was like, "What the fuck?"
0: Today, before I came over, I was trying to bug Joe into getting me something that he doesn't want to deal with. It's a dog. Last experience didn't go well, but I'm like, "Joe, let's get a dog. Let's get a dog." And he's like, "No." So I'm sulking, being the pouty bitch that I am. And he's like, you know, like, why are you being so, like, weird? He's like, what the hell did I do? Like, what can I do to make you happy? And I look him dead in the eyes, and I said, take the word no out of your vocabulary when it comes to me. That will fucking make me happy. And he was shook. He's like, all right, go to Tori's, you fucking psychopath. I have nothing to say to you. So kind of going into shitty things we've said to people in the past. I was dating this guy. And he said something that pissed me off. And I wish I could remember exactly what the context was. But I looked at him. We're going to call his ex Jane for Jane Doe. <laughs> I looked at him dead in the eyes and I said, now I know why Jane left you. Microphone. Yeah, Um. didn't go over well. Didn't go over well. And let's just say Brooke needs some mental <laughs> – not mental help. I just – When I fight, I use my fighting words. If I don't give myself time to like cool and think of the appropriate way to address things, my my fighting words come out. Tori bought pina coladas to make and we get this bag of ice out and she crushes it and ice falls on the ground. And I'm like, Tori, we should clean that up. And she looks me dead in the eyes and says, it's water. It'll evaporate. Like the evaporation process happens in, I don't know, fucking 20 seconds. Well, uh, Tori, why don't, why don't you fill him in on what happened next?
1: So listen, I love to fuck with Zach because, so the, the ice falls on the floor and I was like, nah, we got to leave that shit. She's like, the fuck? And I'm like, no, we got to leave that shit. And then I'm like, I want to see what Zach says. (laughs) So Zach comes down and he was like, what the fuck's all over the floor, Tori? And I was like, what? He's like. There's water all over the floor, and I said no. And he said, on yeah, I me, mean. yeah, bitch." Yeah, I said no, and then he said, "Come look." And I was like, "Holy geez, holy wow! There is water on the floor." On the cat. I said it was probably the cat. And he said, "Tori, there's. This is his. <laughs> this is why I'm the way I am." He says, "There's at least a gallon of water on the floor. Come on, come the fuck on! A gallon, of... a gallon of water." Anyways. <laughs> He's like, there's at least a gallon of water on the floor. And I was like, I have no idea. And he's like, what's the sticky stuff over here? Did you spill pina colada? Which I actually really don't think I did. But I was like, nope, not me. And I said, honestly, I think that you took water and you threw it on the ground. And you're trying to blame me. (laughs) And I (laughs) I don't know why I am the way I am. But honestly, I get so much amusement out of fucking with not only Zach, but also Brooke.
0: The whole time this argument's going on, Tori and I are just staring at each other from across the room, like, are you going to tell him? Like, I'm looking at Tori, like, are you going to tell him? And she's like, no, no, bitch. I want to see how long this goes on. And I'm, like, getting anxiety. I th- Like, they always, like, joke around and fight, but I'm always like, oh, I hate it when mom and dad fight. Zach and I are just two very, like, not super sensitive
1: people. And how we, like, flirt with each other and, like, show our love is I'll be like, Hey, you big dumbass, and I'll be like, "Hey, you, you're a bigger dumbass," and we'll be like, "Ha ha ha!" Like that's our Brady bunch, you know?
0: Yeah, it was it was pretty funny because I was like looking at Tori, and I'm like, "God damn it, here we fucking go." Um. So one time I was dating
1: Zach, and you know I am not. Hold on, I guess. so I was dating Zach, and it was like I don't know. We've been together like maybe a year or so and we, you know, most girls, I will usually give you a chance because I'd rather, you know, be on your side and be friends with you than have us be enemies and me, you know, constantly bash heads with you. So I, the first time I meet this particular girl, we'll call her, her Sally. So the first interaction I ever had with Sally was at this lake we were at and she comes running up to Zach And she's like, oh, Zach. And literally me three inches away from him gets in between us and hugs him and looks at me like dead in the eye. Doesn't bother to say, oh, hey, like, my name's Sally. Nice to meet you. What's your name? I know you're Zach's girlfriend because we've been together for quite a while. Like people knew was very obvious. And Even if you didn't, like, I'm the type of person that if I, like, see you at the bar or something, like see you out and about, I'll be like, oh, hey, Joe – hey, Joe, um, like, who's who's this? Or I'll be like, to the girl, I'll be like, hey, I'm Tori. Who are you? You know, like, because it's just polite. I think it's super disrespectful. So she doesn't acknowledge my existence whatsoever. She's all up on my mans. I'm like, you're not even going to give me your name and you're touching my man. Like, no, Mm-mm, that's disrespect. So I'm like, whatever. Maybe this was just like her being awkward, whatever. I try to give her the benefit of the doubt. Well, the next time I see this girl... We're at a party. And at this party, she I'm I'm going and I'm I'm like drinking, I'm dancing with my friend and whatever, I'm having a good time, and I go find Zach, and he's like, Oh my gosh, the weirdest thing just happened. I'm like, Oh, uh huh, what? Thinking it's gonna be like a funny story. No. No. He's like, Yeah, I was talking to Sally and I was like, Oh my gosh, it's so hot in here and she turns to him and she says, You're so hot. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I take my friend, I got I'm liquored up, I'm amped up. I take my friend, I'm like, let's go fight a bitch, come on. So she's following behind me. She's one of those people that like literally carries brass knuckles in her purse. So I was like, Come on. I was like, let's go. Shout out to Maddie. You know, you you would fight a bitch for me. So we go and we walk over to this girl and I said, What did you say to my boyfriend? She was like, What? Plain fucking stupid. So that's how I know she's fucking stupid. So she's like, What? And I said you just told my boyfriend he was hot. Like, I know what you said. She's like, I didn't say anything. And they said, I know what you said. And if you say anything like that again, we're gonna have a fucking problem. And then I, you know, me and my friend walked away and I must have scared her, which, you know, like I, I'm not a fighter. Like I'm not going to go fight anybody in the streets, but you know, I, I definitely would have kicked her ass in that moment. I was, I was heated. Cause I'm like, how dare you disrespect me Not once, but twice, and at the same fucking party that we're all at. Like, I'm at this party, my boyfriend's at this party. Like, what a ballsy bitch. And I was like, I just want to let you know, I I will beat you up. Like, (laughs) that sounds so stupid, but. So, yeah. And actually, it must have worked out because the next time I saw this girl, she wouldn't make eye contact with me, wouldn't make eye contact with Zach. And I'm like, we could have been friends if you weren't a shady little bitch.
0: There was actually one instance where. I was dating someone and one of his exes was there and like I said I'm very like you guys wouldn't believe it but when I first meet people I'm kind of shy and then like I start to warm up well you know I see her throughout the day but I don't really say much because like I said I'm shy and then something happens and I'm like okay now's my time like because her and I kind of started briefly talking she picked up something that I dropped and she's like oh here I got you. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I'm like, okay, maybe she's, you know, maybe she's nice. And I'm just being a a drama queen. And so I'm like, hey, my name is Brooke. I know I haven't formally introduced myself. So, you know, I just wanted to. And instead of saying, oh, I'm fucking so-and-so, she looks me in the eyes and says, I know who you are. And then continues for the rest of the day to just give me dirty fucking looks. And from there on out, don't like her don't like her wish I did because it's a long story I'm not gonna go into it but yeah very very rude I don't know why and I know as girls we're insecure we're Tori and I talk about it all the time we are protective over our man over you know whatever but like I'm obviously trying to be the bigger person and be like, hey, I'm Brooke, you know, I haven't got to formally introduce myself, you know, I'm trying to make the, a step in the right direction and for you to just scuzz me off and be a bitch, like, mm, not a good start, girlfriend, not a good start. So as I said earlier, my fiance and I work at the same bar and it's not uncommon for girls to like hit on him or guys to hit on me, it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever, it fucking happens. Well, one night, this girl is, like, making goo-goo eyes at Joe, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, at the end of the night, she writes her number down on a napkin and hands it to Joe. Or no, 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 no. She hands it to my manager, Meg. And she was like, can you give this to Joe? And my manager thinks that's funny, and she gives it to him, and Joe's like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Like, Whatever. And she goes up to Joe, and she's like, I don't know if you got it, but I gave you my number. And Joe goes, oh, yeah, my manager gave it to me. And he's like, but just so you know, like, I'm flattered, but I'm engaged. And instead of being, like, a normal, decent person and, like, being like, oh, my God, okay, I'm sorry. You know, have a good night and leaving, you know, he hands it back to her, and she pushes it back and goes, keep it. And my fiancé tells me, and I'm, like, and out. I'm pissed. I'm like, whatever. She comes in the bar next weekend and she's flirting with him again. And he reminds her, I'm engaged. You know, does that stop her? No. Well, you know, continues to make eyes at him. Whatever. Next weekend rolls again, rolls in again. And I swear to God, she came like four weeks in a row. Like she was obsessed with Joe. It was disgusting. But she rolls in and she has a guy with her. And me being the bitch I am, I'm I'm being a fake ass bitch like I'm like oh my god you guys are so cute how long have you guys been together and he's like oh about two months keep in mind she gave my fiance her number three weeks ago so I looked at her and I looked at him and I go didn't you give my fiance your number three weeks ago and he looks at her she looks at him it's dead silent I walk away they never came back into the bar. I don't know how she's doing, but I hope you're doing bad. And I told my manager. <laughs> I told my manager and she was like, "I should yell at you." But like, I'm I'm not even surprised, Brooke, because everyone at that bar knows I'm fucking psychotic. One night, these girls, Joe was making a drink and it was one of those that you had to shake and like shake. You have to like shake in the mixer. And you know, they're kind of like looking at Joe weird and he's like, "Oh, did I put something wrong in there? Like is there something you guys don't want? And one of the girls looks at him and goes, Oh no, I'm just looking at your arms. And I hear this from across the bar because my my crazy bitch senses are tingling. I turn around and Joe looks at me and he's got the fear god in his eyes. And I just hear him go, I'm engaged.
1: <laughs> okay, so since we're talking about the bar, I actually have a really funny story. So I used to work with Brooke at this bar and <laughs> so um Zach came to visit me one night and you know he sat at this table with our friend and these girls came and sat at the table with him. And, you know, I was talking to him here and there, but you know, when you're waitressing you you gotta move around. So I would like come back every so often and talk to him or whatever. And while I was gone, these girls told him, they were like, Hey, I think that waitress likes you. And Zach tells me this, and I'm like, what? And he said, yeah, he said, they, you know, they told me, I think that waitress is hitting on you. And he's like, well, I hope so. Cause she's my wife. So (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. And it's, it's kind of nice, you know, in all the craziness that people can see that we actually do like
0: each other. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, obviously we tell all these crazy girl stories, but I don't want anyone to think like we have unhealthy relationships at all. Have we in the past? 100% absolutely but I mean so we had a couple girls who we reached out and we're like hey for our podcast you know what are your guys's crazy girl stories and we got a couple and we want to go through them and then we are going to get into one last thing before we end this episode but let's get into some other crazy girl chronicles that aren't from Tori and I.
1: So, thank God there's some terrible stories that aren't about us. Um, So, I have some funny, just, like, terrible date stories. And we've all had terrible dates, to say the least. Actually, funny thing, my first date was Zach. When I met Zach, I met at a party that I went for another guy. And I was, like, super into this guy. And I went for him. And when I got there, he was, like, hanging all over this chick. So, you know, I... I was like, oh, what am I even doing here? Well, as I was, like, getting ready to go, I was done with the night. I Zach actually came in. I went to this other room just, like, trying to figure out, like, what my plans were. Well, <laughs> Zach actually came in and he... So, yeah, Zach actually came in and he was like, hey, so will you go on a date with me? And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know, like, uh, sure, And he's like, no, pinky promise. You're going to go on a date with me. Yes, that's right, everybody. Zach Flynn made me pinky promise to go on a date with him. And, you know, I was kind of like hesitant because I hadn't known a lot about him. But what I learned that night during the game of never have I ever was all terrible things. So I was like, I don't really want to date this dude. Well, I did. And our first date, he planned to take me to dinner and a movie. Well, he took me to, I think it was Noodles and Company. And so he took me to noodles and company and he planned like two hours for us to eat. And I'm like, but why? So we ate, it took us like maybe a half hour and then we get done. And he's like, so do you want to like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I want to go see the fucking movie. And he's like, well, yeah, that doesn't start for like another hour and a half. So he's like, I live close by. And I'm like, no, you're not getting my pants on the first date. Like, he's like, no, 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 not like that. So he takes me back to his house. We start watching fucking Discovery Channel. Or no, it was, we started watching the History Channel. Something about, like, World War II. We're sitting there on the couch, like, literally opposite ends of the couch. I'm like, (laughs) I'm just, like, not even knowing what to do. So we're sitting on opposite (laughs) opposite ends of the couch. So awkward, so uncomfortable. And then his entire family walks through the door. The whole family. Mom, sisters, everybody. Well, hello. I'm... Zach's first date well it must have worked out the terrible date because that's the worst date I've ever been on honestly but I ended up marrying him so there's hope out there guys and with that I want to get into some terrible stories that were submitted to us so so one girl and I can heavily relate to this Brooke I know you can too as two clumsy girls
0: one of the very first times I went over to Joe's house, I was running in the door because I was like, "Oh my god, I have to pee so bad." I was wearing socks, so I took my shoes off, you know, you always take your shoes off in someone's house. Fucking fell down the stairs in front of him. I was mortified. <laughs> he's laughing and he's like, "Do you need help?" I went in the bathroom and I was like trying to think of an escape route. I'm like But anyways, yeah. I'm looking for an escape route. And obviously, I got over my shit and I just went upstairs. I one of my Longest term boyfriends, he grew up in a house where girls don't fart, you don't poop, you don't you know do anything that normal fucking people do, and so I'm like, well, I can't be the I can't be the girl that crushes this guy's world and tells him that girl shit. So for the whole three years we were together, I I think I pooped at the house we lived at maybe twice, I would drive to the Maverick down the street and poop because I was, he made me so self-conscious about myself, like something that normal people do. And now I literally like, I told Tori, like sometimes I fart and I'm like, Joe, feel this fart. And I like make him touch my butt when I fart. And I'm like, I texted him the other day and I was like, should my poop look this color? So poor Joe, he really got the worst part of it.
1: I think that like how much disgusting stuff you do in front of each other really like shows how in love you are, like, yeah, we're fucking sick, but we're sick together, as horrible as that sounds, like, horrible. I, since Brooke shared that vulnerable story, I will, I will say, I'm gonna share the most embarrassing story of my life, and the fact that this is going out on the internet for everybody to see, you know, it might come back to haunt me, but honestly, do it for the views, so, (laughs) Zach and I had been dating, and like I said earlier, he lived in this apartment with these guys, but I also lived in my own apartment alone, because I was a I was a bad bitch. And I lived in this apartment by myself, and, well, with my son, obviously. So I lived in this apartment, and Zach would come over, like, we'd take turns, sometimes I'd sleep at his house, sometimes he'd sleep at mine, and he had slept over at my house. And he had a key, because, you know, I'm a dumbass and I lose everything, so... <laughs> So he had slept over and he was like, okay, I'm going to head home. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I had to go to the bathroom. So I was like, okay, see ya, (laughs) bye. So he leaves, okay. The coast is clear. I wait for him to go. He goes and I do my business. So I do my business. I get in the shower and all of a sudden he Busts into to the bathroom. He's like, "Oh, I got to pee before I go," and I'm like in a panic because like you can smell it in there, and I'm like, "Uh, the, uh, the, uh hold on, I got to pee first And like simultaneously, I'm jumping out of the shower, butt ass naked, soaking wet, and I'm like, "Uh, oh, actually, I got to pee." And this whole time, we're racing both towards the toilet. Me soaking, <laughs> soaking wet, and he sees something still in the toilet. It's left over. Now, you may not believe me, and that's okay, but my son, he clogs the toilet like a grown man. My mom, my mom, my mom will tell you, A caller, call Cheryl right now, tell her. He will clog your toilet like like no other 300-pound grown man will, okay? So he had to use the toilet before me, and when I went to go use it, I didn't know because I just, you know... Got in the shower really quick. Well, Zach came in and he had seen it, and I was in such a panic. And I was like, "He's like, I'm gonna go," and I'm like, "No!" When we're both scrambling to like to get it down, and and I I'm like still butt ass naked, soaking wet. And I'm like, "No, come back." <laughs> so I'm chasing after him, and I'm like, "No, really, just like it's fine. Just use the toilet, please. Like, <laughs> just like as confirmation if you pee in my toilet that you're not gonna break up with me after this." <laughs> so he flushes it. He leaves. And that's the most traumatizing story that's ever happened to me. But hawk girls don't poop, so that story's all fake. Only if you think I'm a hawk girl, though, so. <laughs> Shameless plug. So, you know, like we were talking about earlier, this story I relate with very, very heavily. So... She said that she went on a date at this indoor go-kart track, and her go-kart actually spun out and ended up facing the wrong direction and smacked into another cart, and they hit her going, like, 50 miles an hour, and she got knocked out, and they took her home, and her grandma, who was a nurse, actually said that she got a concussion and a whiplash. Like, what what a hell of a way to sweep you off your feet, you know?
0: So this girl writes, I went on a date once with a guy and it was so bad. He started off with, what are the chances we will be fucking later? (laughs) I'm, what? (laughs) When I said no, he was like, fine, I'm getting drunk then. He then proceeds to pound beers and burp as loud as he could while telling me about how he used to be LDS and even went on a mission. Although... His bashing of the church gave me longer lessons than I've ever received. Then he proceeded to make fun of my outfit and appearance and end up in quotation marks and bailing. I was so glad that I met him at a restaurant. And I'm just thinking back about one, I remember this kid messaged me on Facebook and I thought he was super, super cute. And he's like, You know, can I take you on a date? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He picks me up at my door and I answer the door and I was like genuinely confused. I was like, they ain't you, though. This ain't what you look like. Did
1: you get catfished? I got
0: fucking catfished, and I still went on a date with him. And you know where our first date was, Tori? Maverick's parking lot. Yeah. First date, takes me to Maverick's parking lot, buys a pack of cigarettes, and we sit on his tailgate, and he smokes, because I didn't smoke cigarettes. And is just talking to me about how great he is. And, you know, he's, you know, this, this, and that, and blah, 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 blah. And I ended up having my friend, Fate, call me and be like, oh, my God, it's an emergency. It's an emergency. And he drove me home. And then I blocked him on every social media site I could ever fucking think of. Like, if I had a LinkedIn, I probably would have blocked him on that, too, just to be fucking safe
1: so like i said before i'm one of those girls that i don't date nice guys i don't because i'll ruin your fucking life so i started talking to this guy and he was so sweet like he took me on like really nice dates and he paid for everything and he picked me up and opened my door and he was he was so nice like the sweetest guy but he was so nice that it made me not attracted to him and that is so shitty to say nice guys you don't finish last i promise you just won't find someone who's crazy like me. So it's for your best interest. I promise like the best thing for you. So we, me and this guy talked for six months, six months. I didn't kiss him. We didn't do anything. We just went on these dates and I told him the whole six months. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't want a boyfriend right now. I really, I really just don't want a boyfriend. Like, I just told him. That was my excuse. I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want a boyfriend. But he was taking me to, like, Lagoon and Real Salt Lake games and, like, all of these things every weekend. Like, he had something planned for us, like, every weekend. And he was so nice.
0: Meanwhile, Brooke's getting Maverick fucking dates in the parking lot.
1: Well, no. So, in this case, the nice guy did finish last because this whole time he's taking me out, doing very nice things for me. And I just keep telling him, you know, I don't want a boyfriend. I don't want a boyfriend. And he was so nice about it. He was super respectful. Like, I totally understand. You know, you've got a lot going on. I'm like, wow. What a a kind man. Well, then I met Zach and he became my boyfriend like two weeks later. Like, I'm not even kidding you. I had gone on like a date with this guy and then met Zach at this party and never talked to this guy again. And two weeks later, me and Zach were dating. So... He was so mad he blocked me on everything. To this day, to this day, he still has me blocked on everything. He will not speak to anyone about me. If they bring me up, he won't talk about me, other to say that I am evil.
0: Tori, out here breaking hearts. No. All right, so we have talked about, you know, a lot of toxic things and kind of like crazy girl chronicles, ha, 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 and everyone has their crazy moments, but – someone did comment on one of the posts that we put and said, you know, I want to know tips and tricks to relationships. And obviously Tori and I are no experts, but we, when we fight with our spouses or, you know, whatever, we are the first people each other turn to. I mean, Tori's given me some of the best advice I've ever gotten in, you know, in regards to relationships. And so we kind of just wanted to talk about, which I'm just thinking about, because I remember telling Joe, I was like, you know who really gives surprisingly really good relationship advice? And he's like, who? And I'm like, Tori. And he's like, I don't see it. (laughs) But no, she really has given me some of the best advice. So we wanted to start off or, you know, just kind of end this episode on a really good note and tell you guys things that, you know, we've learned in relationships that, I mean, have changed things a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely in this episode, we've told you a lot of things what not to do. And all while doing those things, we have learned a lot of lessons. So I think, you know, Brooke's right. I have some good advice. Do I take it? No. But (laughs) do I give good advice? Apparently so. So I think one of the biggest things that I live by in my relationship that's really helped me a lot and that I gave Brooke a long time ago is, you know, in your relationship, you don't have to agree. You don't need to be, it doesn't need to be a who's right, who's wrong. It just needs to be we're partners and we need to respect each other and respect how we feel. So the motto that I live by and I tell Brooke and everybody else is you don't need to agree. You just need to respect it.
0: And I can't tell you how many times I've brought that up to other people and people are like, wow, that's a really good way to look at it. And it's just because you never really think about it on that. You know, when you're in the heat of the moment and, you know, you're like, no, I'm right. I'm right. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter who's right or who's wrong. It really matters about having that mutual respect for each other and being on the same page. And I mean, I remember when Tori told me that. Like, I literally like just looked at her and I was like, "Holy shit, dude! Like, you're not wrong." And you know, a while back, Tori was you know expressing some things to me, and I told her I was like, "You know what? You guys should do." You know, she said her and Zach were in an argument, and I said, "You know, sometimes in arguments." we speak out of emotion. We, you know, go off of what we're thinking in the moment and it's not always the best. So what my parents used to do and what, you know, they did with us was take a, you know, take a breather, go sit in another room for five minutes and get a pen and paper and write down how you feel. You know, a lot of the times I feel like when you give an apology, it's almost just to end the fight and be like, all right, I'm sorry. Let's just not talk about it. And that's not good enough for me. And so what, you know, my parents did and what I did as a kid and what I told Tori to do is write down your apologies. That way it's a lot more heartfelt. It's, you know, it's really you're having to sit down and think about the words and think about your actions. And so that is something that I live by. I mean, all the time, like like I said, I'm the type of person I don't do well with confrontation. So I'll go, you know, on a drive or I'll go, sit in another room and I, you know, type it on my phone if I don't, you know, nobody has pen and paper anymore, I swear. So, you know, I'll type it on my phone or I'll grab a fucking envelope from the junk drawer and write out an apology just so you can, you know, it's not just, all right, I'm sorry, let's end the fight. You're legitimately apologizing, you know, you're saying, I'm sorry for this. And, you know, I learned in therapy, I'm a huge advocate for mental health, but I learned in I learned in therapy that you use your I feels like I feel like you're doing this because you know, and I'm feeling this way because it's I feel because, and so you know when I you know when Joe and I argue or whatever, it's I'll be like I feel upset because I you know I feel like you didn't take into what I said into consideration, you know you didn't respect it or whatever, and I just think that that's something that helps out a ton is just actually you know, legitimately thinking about what you're you're saying instead of just being like, all right, I'm sorry, let's go to bed because I'm I'm done. Because then, you know, you have a lot more contention and that fight's going to go on forever.
1: Oh, I definitely agree. I have been doing the writing down apology method because I'm the opposite of Brooke, actually. I'm very confrontational when it comes to, like, people I know and, like, family members and friends and stuff. I, like, I'm one of those people and I'm like, we need to fight this out right now and figure it out right now. Like, right this minute. So I'm one of those people that will talk things to death almost because I talk about it until I feel better about it, which sometimes, you know, it doesn't take talking about it to, to feel better. I mean, a lot of the times, yes, it does help, but, you know, sometimes you do need to give yourself that time and maybe revisit it later. Um, But I do use that method because I was starting to feel like, you know, we spent more time arguing about something than apologizing or trying to understand the other person and that was like my biggest issue is you know I don't want to spend 30 minutes arguing with you about something and then half a second apologizing being like oh yeah okay whatever uh-huh okay I'm sorry okay I'm sorry can we move on I wanted it to be like I'm sorry this is how I feel and then same for him to be like I'm sorry this is how I feel and then you know come to together at the end when you both kind of relaxed and and written everything down and then you can kind of see things. Because when you're going and something's heated like and it's new and it's fresh and you're upset, it's really easy to lose track of what the problem is. And I heard a really good quote and it's, it should be you and your partner against the problem, not you and your partner against each other. And I think that's so important because you really, you know, when things are like that and things get heated, it's, it really doesn't turn into you guys trying to work out the problem. It turns into you guys trying to go against each other and that's the that's so hard and so I definitely do that a lot in my own marriage and something that we actually just started doing because you know we're actually we're very codependent we spend all of our time together like all of our time we are with each other 24 7 almost you know when we're not working I don't really go out and hang out with friends a lot neither does he and it's not because we don't want to it's just like we enjoy each other's company and and that's just how it is. And lately I've been spending more time like with the podcast and just working and, and we've both been a lot busier. And so I told him the other day, we sat down and I was like, you know, why don't we spend, cause you can get, you get into habits so easily. We are in such a routine at this point that it's like, you know, we come home, I, we, we eat dinner, we clean up, we watch our show, but the whole time during the show we're on our phones or whatever. So we agreed, you know, we're going to spend one hour uninterrupted, no electronics, just us spending time together, playing board games, playing card games, just talking or coloring, whatever it is, you know, whatever you guys want to do, do a craft. We're going to spend one hour a week, no electronics, just spending time with each other. And then also, you know, at the end of the week, we'll come together and, and review our week almost like, like say, you know, this is how we fought. This is how we made up and and I liked this. I didn't like this. And I don't think it's bad to critique, not even critique. I don't think it's bad to tell someone how you want to be loved. I think it's important to tell someone how you need to be loved and, and what you need out of that relationship. Because if you're not, you know, they can't read your mind. I can't expect Zach to know that, you know, as soon as something happens, I want to talk about it. How, how is he supposed to know that? How am I supposed to know that, you know, when he says this certain word, it really instantly upsets me? How is he supposed to know? So I think it's really important to come together. When you're not in the heat of the moment later on and revisit and say, okay, so during this week, and it's also important to point out the good things, not even just the bad to say you did this and it upset me. You need to come together and be like, you know, you put away the dishes before I even had the chance and I didn't even have to ask. Thank you so much. Or you took out the garbage when you knew I was in the middle of cooking and it was getting full. Thank you so much. I really appreciated that. Like, Make sure your partner knows with the bad, you do see the good because I think it's really easy to start feeling too that especially men, they feel like they're being nagged. I think it's important to remind them, you know, you do appreciate the things they do.
0: Yeah. And one of the things like that, I don't know, like it's, it's something so small, but it's something so big to me is that every time I make dinner and I'm, I'm not an extravagant cooker by any means, but you know, anytime I make dinner, you know, it's always vice versa. If I cook, Joe cleans. If Joe cooks, I clean. Like it's, it's, you know, so the work's not feeling like, oh my God, I spend all my time in the kitchen. You don't help. And you know, it's, it's something that's really small because it doesn't take a lot of time, but it's the, it's the appreciation. Like, you know, thank you for appreciating. And Joe's always, I mean, he is so fantastic about if I cook dinner he's not just like, oh cool. Another dinner. He's always like, thank you. You know, like I, I appreciate you cooking. And Literally all the time. He is so sweet because he says this to me all the time, like you know I don't expect you to cook. Like you don't, you don't have to cook a dinner for me. And I'm like, no, no, no. But I like it because that's our time where we get to sit and talk about our day. Is you know dinner and Tori always makes fun of me because anytime I tell a story about Joe and I, I'm like, so Joe and I were in the shower and we were talking and it's just Joe and I have this horrible habit of as soon as our heads hit the pillow, we're asleep. Like I, we just both fall asleep so quick and so that time, like we don't do pillow talk. We do shower talk. Like whenever we're in the shower, like it's okay. What do we need to do this week? Or, you know, like, Oh my God, did you see this on Facebook? It's just our time to talk. And it's, I mean, it it's dumb and it's silly, but to me, it's like, I almost look forward to like, okay, like let's hop in the shower and then go to bed because it's like, okay, I get to ask him how was his day. And I mean, I love the hours from seven o'clock to nine o'clock because it's when we eat and we spend time together We shower, you know, we have our conversations, we get in bed and we snuggle for 20 minutes before. I'm like, okay, get the fuck off me. It's too hot and I want to go to sleep. (laughs) But I mean, obviously at the end of the day, no relationship is perfect. There's no one way to, you know, live your relationship. What may work for Tori and I may not work for you and that's okay. It's all about finding the things that do work for you and the things that do make you feel, you know, validated and loved. You know, I'm a big... I always tell people, like, do you know what your love language is? And, I mean, mine is definitely words of affirmation. And, you know, I tell Joe that all the time. I'm like, you know, I, I appreciate words of affirmation. Like, if you tell me, you know, I really, you know, thank you for vacuuming downstairs. It it looks so much tidier. Like, I feel like, okay, like, yeah, like, you're right. Like, it just makes me feel better. So, you know, just find things that work for you and that make you feel good. And, obviously, you know, it's a learning curve, you know, and I think like relationships are always changing too. Like I remember I, my love language used to be physical touch. I was like, I, I need you to hold my hand. I need you to kiss me. Like I need to feel like physically validated. And now I'm not that way because I think like, I know like Joe and I have that physical connection. So, you know, having that emotional connection is great too. Oh, I agree hundred percent with
1: what she said. So what she said. I definitely agree with what Brooke said, and I think honestly, the biggest thing I have to say and the the only thing that is gonna be universal and work for everybody is communication. No matter whether you're having money problems, cleaning problems, kid problems, whatever it is, if you can work out a good way to communicate with each other, you can work out a way to go through it. There's always, you know, no matter how stressful things are or whatever is going on, if you can communicate about it and either make each other feel better or work out a solution whatever it may be if you're always keeping that communication open and expressing your needs and your wants and you know just keeping that open that line of communication I think it's so 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 important and I think you know and I agree with what Brooke said and no matter how much your relationship changes and I think that's one of the things that happen you know I've been with Zach for almost four years and our relationship is nowhere on the same level as it was when we started dating we we're nowhere near the same people. We want nowhere near the same things and we're at different points in our lives and I think as that changes, it's really, really important to communicate because you're changing, they're changing and you need to figure out how to come together at the end of the day, even with all of the things that are changing or evolving or new things that come up in your life, new jobs, new people, new friends, whatever it may be, I think it's really important to just keep that line of communication open so that you're always
0: on the same page and you you never, you know, whatever. Okay, so with that being said, we are gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode. Tori and I are gonna put on our, you know, Instagram pages and our our Twitter pages. We would love if you guys sent in like your best relationship advice, and we're also gonna. I'm super curious. I want to put a poll on Twitter and see what your love language is. Um, you know, just whether it's whatever. Like I'm always curious. I want to see you know what the majority is. So we're gonna put a poll on there. Feel free to go ahead and vote on it. And you know, like I said. Send us your best relationship advice. We'll make sure to repost it on either Instagram or Twitter. As always, we appreciate you guys